I'm here with uh, Chad from Tricks uh, Tech, and he's telling me about his company and what they do to help sports injuries. Yeah, so what we've done is we've uh, developed a sensor um, that athletes wear on their head um, in a headband or a skull cap. Um, and what that sensor measures is how hard that person's getting hit, uh, how often and where on the head, and sends that data to your phone on the sideline. That's cool. So in other words, every time it distracts all your movement. Yep. So uh, any type of uh, impact to the head, minor to severe, uh, we tell you how hard the hit is um, on a scale of you know 20 g up to 150 g. And from those hits, you can then determine how bad a head injury could be. Yeah, so there's certain thresholds um, where if you go above a certain level, you're in a danger zone. Mm -hmm. So you can send an alert to a person on the sideline that says, you know, number two just took a, a pretty big hit, and you should check them when they come off. Yeah, if you get three or four in a row and you get in, in, during a game, it will tell you that you hit a threshold of, of head injuries. Yep, so there's uh, we keep track of every athlete's history. So uh, if you started using this when you were... 10 years old and, and played through uh, pro, yeah. uh, you would have every hit that you took to the head. That's good. So in other words, in a, in a game, you, you can say you could have it set up so that if a player gets four hits that are that are pretty important, pretty massive, you can tell the coach you've got to be pulling pull them off. Yeah, and, and well, one of the, the most important things you can do with the data today is you can use it for technique training. So you can identify athletes in practice that are taking more hits than others. So you can teach them to play the game safer and reduce the total hits that they're taking. And what about uh, if, if they started wearing like helmets for certain sports? So uh, our sensor goes directly on the head. It measures yeah. specifically what the head's doing. Um, concussions are caused by the movement of the brain within the skull. Uh, and a helmet doesn't necessarily stop that. Um, right. So you're still going to have that sloshing of the brain within, within the skull. Um, so we want to minimize any type of violent movement to the head and that's what these sensors are really good at doing. And which sports do you find are the ones that are going to be taking us up the most? The most we've seen is American football um, and I would say second would be uh, football or, or soccer as they call it in the states. Um, we've also seen a lot of impacts in ice hockey and uh, water polo believe it or not. What about rugby? Have you got much touch? We're, we're just starting to collect data on rugby. Um, you know, my my guess is that it's not as bad as American football. Um, probably a little more dangerous than soccer. Well, rugby because because you're wearing uh, basically headgear, so some guys wear them. Most time, you wear no, no pads at all. Mm -hmm. So when you're attacking the guy, you're going head on in, and when you're doing that, you've got nothing to protect you. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, those are the type of uh, impacts that you obviously want to pick up, but you want to reduce because uh, you have no protection. Um, you know, there is a school of thought in the States that uh, they're, they're starting to teach American football without helmets, and they think that is teaching kids to be more aware of what their head's doing. Um, still, the jury's out on, you know, if that's going to work or not. Well, I did it years ago in high school. I did it for a while, and we did it with ice and snow with no headgear. Okay. So in Norway, so when we were playing uh, uh, my football with no headgear in the snow, you must had a feeling of basically what happened to your head. Wow. We were told basically this is what could happen, so we were given the hard uh, lesson in that. So Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't heard of that. That's very interesting. Well, that's because it was a school, it was an American school in Norway, and they just had that we, because it was snowed quite a bit there. Okay. During winter, we yeah. did a lot of sport outside, and we basically had an American football there, uh, George and everything else, but no headgear. We said, that's it, go ahead and play. Mm. 
I think it was a way of basically getting getting us to realize what damage can be caused. Yeah, that's it's, it's interesting. I, I hadn't heard of that, but um, you know, it makes sense to me, right? Yeah. And also, what about motorsports? Um, we actually, uh, you know, we we haven't done much with motorsports as our our company, yeah. but I have heard that um, you know they're looking at this in the U.S. and NASCAR drivers. Um, the, the one of the the things you need to worry about with any type of uh, contact sport is. How many small hits over time yeah. is the person taking? Because there's a lot of research now that shows that could be just as dangerous or maybe more dangerous than a couple big, you know, knocks yeah. that cause a concussion. So, um, you know, we take the stance where you want to track that data, you want to store that data, uh, and you want to try to minimize the total number of hits. That's just like Demolition Derby when you got guys in the car. Yeah, I'd imagine, yeah, they'd, those guys probably take a lot of knocks. Or monster, monster truck. I've seen that before on TV. Yeah. Are you doing big jumps? On the, on the shock and shock yeah. it's main designed to protect the car rather than the person inside right. it yeah exactly yeah yeah it's uh, you always think of that guy as almost like the egg yolk yeah because I've seen one called the grave digger okay. and ran about 30-40 years of truck and every every so often he gets a new driver and I'm thinking to myself the, the car's in better shape than the driver's going to yeah. be when he's right. at that age yeah that's a good point yeah there's a, another big have you heard of the Bigfoot truck that's yeah. a big that's another that's, popular yeah, I've one seen that, yeah but, yeah that's still good, but this one basically, it's like a, an old extended uh, SUV, mm-hmm. like a Chevy SUV from years ago. And what they just do is they put on monster truck wheels, so it's a bit like a Bigfoot wheels on trucks, and it's painted green. Mm. And they have a, a skull of crossbones on a thing, on a, on a thing, and a thing coffin. And uh, every so often, the driver who first drove the car, his son now drives it, and then so forth, and his cousin, so they, it's all a family business. Interesting. But this, this this truck is one that's hard to beat. <laughs> but I'm just looking and thinking the damage you're going to go through and that is an immense because you need big high jumps and coming down. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I've actually been. Have you been to one before in person? Years ago, yeah. Yeah, I've been um, uh, when I was a kid, and it's pretty crazy to see those. Yeah, was the same one had a, a guy called Eddie Kid. Used to be a, a bike stunt rider. Okay. Sadly, he's now paralyzed. Yeah, that, went wrong. But I was about nine years of age, nine ten. And they're doing this in Ireland. They had this, had this uh, poster for it uh, advertised in the local shop. Hmm. And it was advertised. We thought Peter had better help. Milo was advertisable because that was selling well. And because the bike image, it's due to that. So I said, Mom, Dad, let's go and see this. We went to see this. And uh, seeing this kid, Eddie Kid, doing his stunts and these guys on the, on the cars doing these kind of mad crazy things, it kind of impressed you. But looking back now, it was very, very dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous. I'd love to get a sensor on one of those guys yeah. and see what's going on. Because she's like, like if in Formula One, when you guys do two in a mile hour crash or the uh, IndyCar, IndyCar series, and there's crashes that guys come through, and some guys walk away. Yeah. And I'm I, thinking, okay, you walked away now, but. What's your brain doing? Yeah, in the long term. I, I'd imagine just, you know, the sheer physics of those types of ac- uh, accidents that there's something bad's happening to yeah. your brain. But I know that years ago, it, it, that kind of racing was dangerous to drive, mm-hmm. and now it's a lot safer, but still. Yeah. Yeah, you, you'd like to see where those guys are when they're 50, you yeah. know? that That's that's the real question. I'm looking at someone like a Schumacher. He did a few crashes, fired, and then he got an accident skiing. Yeah, yeah that's very terrible. So he's yeah. still in a coma, right? Yeah. yeah. I think he's come out of it now slowly, but I mean, look at that. And he, The worst thing is, there's a guy who was driving these cars 200 miles an hour on track, a few accidents, and he was fine. But skiing, of all things... As a, as a you hobby. just never know, right? Yeah. I mean, you could slip on ice walking down the sidewalk, and that yeah. could be it. And also, what about uh, stuff like skiing or anything else, or bobsleigh or any of the sports? We uh, we've had our sensors on some uh, professional snowboarders. Yeah. Um, you know, do the half pipe and yeah. 
they take a lot of impacts. Um, that's a very dangerous sport. A lot of a lot of head injuries in those sports. Um, we uh, we've heard you know you hear that term in bobsled uh, sled head. Yeah. Uh, which you know they think is could be caused by just the the basically a bunch of small impacts, but that vibration of the brain going down those yeah. tracks. Um, so uh, you know we also see the same uh, symptoms in some American uh, soldiers. Uh, so we're doing a research project um, uh, with some Department of Defense research groups, uh, and they're seeing uh, you know guys who stand next to an artillery shell yeah. over and over again in training, and it's this big explosion over and over again, have the same symptoms you know American football players do when they're in their 40s. So um, it's it's more than just you know rugby and, and American football. Yeah, because I know that well. Those kind of guys is shell shock as well. Yeah. And then when you when you get out of shell shock, whatever's in there, it's it's still permanent. Yep. Yeah, you can't really undo that, and you know, we always say you only get one brain. Yeah, you know, so you got to take care of it. Because I've seen like you see these movies of Vietnam, World War Two, World War One, and a guy come down and then flashbacks to what happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I wouldn't want to live that life. No, no, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah it's so terrible. I suppose with the sport you're talking about, a lot of them is 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 if people are trained better on how to protect their heads and and sensors tell them mm-hmm. this is what you should do. You yeah. might actually improve the uh, sport. Exactly, yeah. And also, we think uh, we're working with a lot of uh, top uh, researchers in the U.S. Um, and starting to, to meet some here in Europe. Uh, but we think at some point there's going to be a limit to how many hits you can take over the course of a season or yeah. career. Uh, so uh, in the U.S., we have uh, baseball, but they have a, a pitch count, which is for Little League baseball, you can't throw more than 70 pitches yeah um and that's just based on the idea that less uh exposure to a 12 or 13 year old's elbow is better than more that's so true. it's yeah. still developing so the same concepts for the brain um let's try to come up with a limit and say let's say it's maybe 200 hits in a season and you got to stay below that as a team or a coach um and and that's going to make you teach better that's going to make you do less in unnecessary impact drills um and reduce the cumulative effect of, of these head injuries. So is that per player or per team? Uh, per player is what the research is yeah. looking at. Because um, uh, sometimes if you have it per team, it's going to be a lot harder to... Actually. Yeah, yeah, it would be tough to do it for a team, yeah. but uh, per player, it makes sense. Yeah, well, I think because over here, we don't really do that. I mean, have you seen hurling? Yeah, yeah. yeah and some of the guys here, they're wearing the headgear and some guys aren't, but that's the fastest sport in the world. Yeah, it's also one of the most exciting. Yeah, and, and the thing also is they're very dangerous. Cause I've seen guys playing, I think, how the hell can you play that and get away with it? Because some stuff... Well, they don't even get paid, right? Isn't no, it's it, uh, It's all for honor, right? Yeah, it's yeah. all for honor. I mean, my yeah. father played gay football, which is which is like a bit like that, but he used a ball instead of a, instead of a hurling stick. Mm. And he, he, younger, had pretty bad injuries, like fingers and da- damage, different injuries that he had damaged. But in the end... It didn't affect him too much, but he said injuries that were basically nowadays they could fix, but back then you couldn't fix. Hmm. And if you get a very bad injury, that was you out for good. Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays they can fix it. And the problem is, when you fix your injuries now, nowadays you can fix it. Chances are you're going to still stay, go back in the game right away. Mm-hmm. When in reality, you should be thinking, hold on, I'm lucky to still be playing the game. I should retire. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it, it's uh, it's a big problem. Especially yeah. if you're playing a sport where you don't get paid, all you get is, is, is an honor and a medal. Same thing in the States with um, club sports. Yeah. The, the place. And I imagine if, you, uh, like if you're if you high school playing American football, you've got the temptation where if you've got high, the high school, the, the, the basically the main player, quarterback, is a star player. And if he gets injured quite a bit, uh, a lot of in- injuries, the coach is going to say, I'm going to play him. Because mm-hmm. without him, we're not going to win. 
Yep, and, and that's what we see. It's that, that kind of mentality of those coaches, which puts kids in harm's way. Uh, you know, just to win a high school football yep. game, you think about it, what's that really mean for the grand scheme of life? You know, you don't want to injure someone's brain for the rest of their lives, but these people don't think like that. The you problem know, they is just want to win the game and beat yeah. the town next to them. Yeah. The problem is that player, when he leaves school, is going to go somewhere else, and the coach goes, I'm done with that. Yeah, not my problem anymore. I don't know where he is, because that yeah. guy could go on and get a scholarship for, yeah. like, uh, uh, for in college yeah. and do that, and then that's it. And a lot of players who do that actually don't actually finish because they get injuries, and they're, yeah. they're out of the game, which is a shame. Well, you know, we... 99.9% of people who play sports aren't going to play it professionally. Yeah. So you need your brain to function well in a job or career yeah. and, and be a productive member of society. So you got to do everything you can to protect Sadly, that. most of those guys that are in this actually wouldn't be the most uh, highly intelligent guys. They're in it because they're in sport and they were told right. you get easy money. Yeah, right. And it, it, you know, sometimes that works out, but most of the time it doesn't. Like, look at someone like Brett Reynolds. Brett Reynolds used to be a, f- a football player. Mm-hmm. He got injured, I think leg injury, and he, he quit. Well, and The Rock, too. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock was uh, played at University of Miami, which yeah. is uh, one of the biggest uh, football schools in the U.S. But when The Rock now is something like, like you know, we did wrestling, that's a sport. That's, that, yeah, that's pretty bad, too, for your head. The only thing is, that sport is kind of, in a way, it, it's rigged. We all. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a shame that we don't get a proper wrestling sport. Mm-hmm. Like MMA, have you ever seen that? that oh, kind? of course, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that stuff is, is intense, what's going on in that. Yeah. Yeah, and we have uh, we have some boxers that have worn our sensors and yeah. um, haven't done MMA yet, but well, we we had a there's a guy Conor McGregor who's a world champion, and he was playing his last last title defense. He he think he lasted 13 seconds in the ring. Wow! And a lot of guys have paid a lot of money to pay for you to go and watch the match, and it's on the middle of the night, so suddenly 13 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he knocked the guy out. Yeah, the yeah. guy took uh, went to punch him. He missed. Reggae got him, and that was it, yeah. and game over. Yeah. And this guy was a Brazilian guy, and, and a very, very good player, and well thought of. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, this guy's gonna win. This guy's gonna win, but he didn't. And it was, it's the same like boxing as well. Yeah, yeah. You never you you don't know what you're gonna get when you go to one of those. Yeah, right? look at Muhammad Ali. I think what happened to him. Yeah, is partly to do with probably the uh, boxing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually originally back in the fifties they discovered they called it punch drunk yeah. at the time, but that was the first sign of uh, brain injury from sport, and uh, it kind of killed boxing as a mainstream sport. You don't have boxing in kindergarten anymore like yeah. they used to. Um, but and that's what's happening now with some of these other sports like American football, where they're seeing it's the same effects as boxing has. Um, so you know that that's going to be a problem for having moms you know signing off to let their yeah. kids play I wish you saw Rocky on a, I wish you see Rocky come back on a movie and have brain injuries yeah because so <laughs> yeah, right. you see Rocky come back and it puts a great in a movie where he comes back and coaches Paul mm-hmm. Creed's son wouldn't it be great if he came in one of the movies he started suddenly uh, getting dementia <laughs> Dro- some, drooling over yeah, himself getting dementia, yeah. Yeah. and it was because of the years of boxing that yeah. <laughs> make it more realistic yeah that that that's a good I like that. We should put it. You. We should write a screenplay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm going. A little Rocky did it in one way. The first two movies were very actually, boxing was very realistic. He showed you what happened in the ring. Yeah. He saw what was happening, but I really like to see because the other movies with Rocky, like three and four, were jingoistic. Mm-hmm. Like three was basically he was beating Mr. T, the bad guy. Yeah. And then fourth one, Cold War, beating the Russian. Oh guy, yeah, the Russian. Because he killed yeah. the Polar Creed in the ring. Mm-hmm. I thought that's very jingoistic. Why can't it be a scenario where? Rocky has to retire and Rocky is now in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they're still making Rocky, so yeah. that might happen. Right? But like, if you look like at the last Godfather movie, God, Godfather 3, yeah, in the end of the movie, you had Al Pacino's character sitting in a, in a chair and his mind was going crazy. Yeah. Think about what happened. 
and that was really sick enough. Yeah. Why can't you have the same with Rocky? You just see Rocky in in a chair. Yeah. Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need because I think it'll make more realistic. Yeah. Because it, the first three movies were, were kind of when you saw them as boxing movies, or Raging Bull, for example. Mm-hmm. And then maybe when you see that, that was very very. Uh, the boxing that was very realistic mm-hmm. and if you see that in a movie that's great but you never see a movie afterwards where the guy suddenly has problems with his life because of the because of the yeah. well most guys say it's, oh they get drink or, or drugs afterwards because they can't handle the fame but mm-hmm. what about the other things when injuries yeah well I mean it, the, the, in, the type of injuries you know that that you get playing these sports how it affects you it's not just uh, you know how you're you know, you maybe dementia, but also you get violent mood swings. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of these guys uh, in American football who you know get arrested for domestic abuse yeah. and assault, and you know there's direct correlation between these types of brain injuries and that behavior. So yeah, you know, I saw that in the movie uh, *Raging Bull*. I saw that there's a lot of rage by by uh, by the character played by uh, by De Niro, and that mainly was because, as you said, later on in life injuries whatever caused him to have mood swings. Mm-hmm. And some cases you get that because you're doing steroids. Other cases you get right. it because you're actually uh, you, your body can't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't handle it. It's telling you I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But obviously you're thinking dollar signs. Yeah. Yeah. When else. you're young, you're not thinking about you know yeah. twenty years from now. And same with like if you look at other sports like uh, like martial arts, some stuff that they do. I don't know how they're still they can actually. Uh, yeah. No. I, that that's that to me is uh, is probably one of the more dangerous. Yeah, because if you look at something like Jackie Chan, when he does his movies, some of the stuff that he he's, he's done and is it well, also when he's jumping off those buildings, yeah. you know, he did all that and he's broken every bone in his body. Yeah. and he gets before hours sleep at night on average because of that, mm. and he, he's cracked his skull open. And in, in each movie you see outtakes, and they show uh, stunts gone wrong. Mm-hmm. So you see him jumping off a tree twenty feet and hit his head, yeah. head split open. And next thing, he gets some back up. Two later, he's back in the seat yeah. like a trooper. <laughs> I'm thinking, how the hell does he do that? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, who knows, he's probably taking some type of painkillers, you know, and that's going to be a whole other issue. Yeah, here. he is, but I'm just looking at it, and also, how is it going to stay so fit? I mean, that's that many injuries. Yeah, yeah you can't, how do you exercise, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish uh, I, I knew how to stay that fit and not exercise. Oh, well, <laughs> I can't talk much yeah. about that. I'm the kind of guy who'd be like mini fridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, anything, you know, we were actually we were talking on the way here, um, there's a famous American football player named Tiki Barber, um, and he was always one of the most fit, and he was a very good running back, and he's 40 years old now, and he says he can barely get his legs out of bed in the morning. That's right. Uh, you know, it's terrifying, but you, you see him on TV, and he still looks like yeah. he's fit, so. What team did he play for? New York Giants. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Did he win any, any major, major he, honors? He left right before they won the Super Bowl, oh, which he's kind of known for. Yeah, he, he missed out, but... Um, He's uh, one of the one of the more famous players. I never, I never heard. Actually, I've heard of him. I've never heard of him before. Yeah, he was. Uh, he retired about you know, seven, eight years ago. When I've heard of guys like like Tebow and that kind of stuff, and yeah, and Brady, Tom Brady. Yeah, guys, Tom Brady, of yeah. course, Peyton Manning. Yeah. yeah, those guys I've heard of because they're probably well known all around the world what they mm-hmm. do. But I'm thinking when they're going to be old, old, what's going to happen to them? Yeah, no, I mean you're already seeing Peyton Manning's having neck problems. Yeah. and he's been taking. You know, a lot of uh, medication to, you know, he had a bunch of neck treatments done um, to, to just keep playing. But he's, yeah. he's you know, he's, he's been able to do it. He's playing in the Super Bowl this year, uh, which is a pretty big deal. But, um, you know, you can tell that he was hurt a lot this season. I think it, if he, after this, he should retire. 
Okay. Yeah, I think he. I think so too. Well, he's got the money. Yeah. I mean, my view is when you yeah. when you're getting multi-million-dollar contracts, why are you staying in the sport? Mm-hmm. I mean, in certain sports, like example tennis, I don't think I don't think it is more more in the feet than in the head, in the head. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you when you when you when your feet go, you can't do it. But in ring football, if if your if your head is kind of sore, you don't care because you're running with your running with your with your legs. Mm-hmm. And as long as they're still intact, you don't really care. Right, right. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, I, I think. The money is definitely a big part of it, but I also think it's ego, you know, and you, I think you get addicted to the fame and being yeah. in the spotlight. Um, and it's got to be tough when you're on top of the world for 10 years and you start to fall apart to, to admit that. Yeah, unless you've got to stay with family life and married with kids and everything else, you can go and retire. Yeah. But most of these guys haven't got Most of these guys haven't, haven't got that. No, scenario. no, I, I, you know, everyone's a little different, I guess. But. Especially when, you, when you're growing up and you, you're in high school and you aren't, you aren't great at, at school, but you're good at sports. You're told you're a great sports person, and you come into it, and you don't really know what you're gonna do with your life. Bar play sports, all you know is sports. When you're doing this, you suddenly get fame hungry and get all everything else right. And so with the fame hungry comes the girls, alcohol, mm-hmm. the drugs, and everything yeah, else. The cars, yeah. cars, <laughs> and then you you're, you're trying to maintain your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And as as you're doing this, it costs you more money. Mm-hmm. So maintaining more, you keep playing sport for longer than it should be, mm-hmm. because no one's actually been there to tell you what it's doing to your head or, or brain, or no one's right. telling you. Well, actually, we know your only good thing you're good at is sport, but realize that if you want to last long in sport and do this, why don't you just play the sport properly and in a safe way manner? So when you when you finish finish the sport in ten years time, you can retire. No, no major injuries. You've got your money. Mm-hmm. Do what you want then. That's the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. If we could get everyone to think about sports like that, it'd be a much much safer. Environment for yeah, everyone. but you should try telling telling the uh, coaches or head of the NFL or whatever else. Uh, it's tough. You're fighting yeah. a a very tough culture there. Yeah, it's yeah. like the gladiators in the Coliseum.